0: there, guys and gals, all you hip cats, cool kittens, you diesel-powered disciples of cool friends and foes. Welcome to another live episode of the Diesel Punk Podcast. And we are coming to you live through the magic of the internet, which means it comes with all of its wonders and woes at the same time. So my words are not matching up to my picture, which I see they're already not. You'll just excuse that <laughs> and uh, listen to the audio. Uh, I am your host, comic book loving, time traveling prophet of pop culture of Diesel Punk. The crystal is big, pretty cool. And of course, with me is the chairman of the board, all the way from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Boss Larry Amiet, how are you, Larry?
1: Oh, doing good, Johnny. Hi, everybody. Good to be here. Uh Uh-oh. Larry? Uh, Can you hear me?
2: I hear you
0: fine, Larry. I think we've got some lag, but that's okay. We will deal with it. Uh, Yeah, we can hear you wonderfully. also joining us, two very special guests. I'm so excited to have them with us. Of course, Tony, this is, uh, I guess, your third appearance on the podcast with us. So, yes. Tony Snipes, the uh, creator of the coolest project <laughs> on the internet, the Portsmouth Aeroship Building Company. Yeah. And he's representing with a t-shirt. Show us the t-shirt. It's a shirt, gang. All right. Cool. <laughs> Yay. And, of course, uh, on the other corner, author extraordinaire, the author of the uh, Troubleshooter series, Bard Constantine. And it's been a long time, Bard. You were on the show uh, when we were just doing audio in the right. first season. That's been eight years ago. Can you oh, believe wow. that?
3: Yeah, yeah. time flies, time flies. <laughs> definitely.
0: And if I remember correctly at the time, and Larry, you can correct me, your trouble, your first troubleshooter book had just released. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, and it's funny. I've uh, I've probably re-edited that one uh, about twice now. Uh, so, so it's actually, uh, uh, if you haven't picked it up, then uh, you'll be all caught up. If you've read it before, like way back in those days, then uh, it's uh, a kind of George Lucas a uh, few parts on there. <laughs> <laughs> Now, <laughs>
0: now, Bard, um, how many books are in the series now?
3: Um, there's the uh, collection of uh, four short stories, which now basically counts as the first installment, and then there's the um original debut novel, which was the one that we talked about last time, that's now counts as number two. Uh, there's the sequel to that okay. one, there's a sequel to that one called The Most Dangerous Dame, and um. Uh, I'm actually currently writing the uh, c- the conclusion to what I call the New Haven Saga, which basically wraps up uh, all the story points uh, up to now. And it's kind of expanding the uh, troubleshooter into the larger Haven world uh, universe that I that I've built. So uh, once this ends, you're basically going to get them out of that singular New Haven environment and actually enter it into the whole uh, Haven world. Uh, which I've been working on uh, with um, other novels. Wow. So kind of, you know, if, if, if you think of well, it That's like, very cool. Yeah. If you think of it like as like the MCU, his 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 uh, his novels are kind of like the Iron Man stuff, you know. So his his arcs basically concluded, but he's going to be popping up in um, other other people's um, uh, stories and stuff. So,
1: wow, uh,
3: that's how I think of it.
1: That sounds great.
0: I I might need to talk to you about a project that I'm working on, the Decoverse. Yeah. Maybe maybe the troubleshooter could make an appearance in my Mm -hmm. universe. That would be a lot of fun. Um, So all of those of you who are watching live, um, we're using StreamYard, which means that we don't see who you are until you post a comment. So we want you to post comments, introduce yourself, let us know that you're watching. That way we can respond to you at the appropriate times. This is interactive between us and you, the audience. And we've got kind of a heavy topic tonight. Um, And and before we do that, we've got a comment. So uh, Ken Pellman has just posted a comment that says, where is it? He said, Bard's got some really great work out there. There it comes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ken giving you the, the props.
3: Uh, nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ken's, um, I've actually worked with um, him uh, and uh, some other writers um, on a project called the Prometheus Experiment. And uh, he's oh, one of the yeah. writers there. He's an award winning writer from Florida. And I've had the privilege of working with uh, him and some other writers on a uh, joint effort um, on some other stuff. So, yeah.
0: Appreciate it, Ken.
1: Very cool. Yeah.
0: Very, very, very cool. Um, and before we leave tonight, we'll talk more about your projects and um, people can uh, and buy your work. And uh, th- that's for both the card. And uh, we're getting getting some lag with the uh, common uh, ad. He's got some really interesting universe constructed. And we've got Joe McKeel joining us. Seen that podcast. You need to check that out. He just says, howdy, y'all. Howdy, Joe. And uh, those comments are not wanting to go away, but maybe they will. All right. So um, <laughs> we are going to talk about Okay, they're just going to fade in and out slowly. Apparently, Um, (laughs) we're going to talk about some uh, heavy stuff tonight. But before we do that, um, I want to share some light-hearted stuff. Um, And Larry, you just typed that you're getting a lot of audio breakup on me.
1: It's gotten better, but it got real bad for a while there, where uh, didn't have movement. Now you're a little more. In sync, it's kind of like it got back in sync. It's weird. Who knows? I don't know. We'll deal with it. Gremlins from the Kremlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think part of the reason I'm a diesel punk is because I actually hate modern (laughs) technology. (laughs) So um, I was really disappointed, though, as awesome as it is for Bard and Tony to be here. Um, I was hoping that we could get one other guest on, Tony, um, our our mutual friend, Sanford Green, yes. who I've never met, but I've been such a huge fan of his work for so, so long. And you're doing an event with him next week, right? Yes. This weekend. Yes.
2: This, this coming weekend, this Saturday, 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern Ta- time.
0: Talk about that for just a minute.
2: Yeah, well, I've had the, uh, the, the, the opportunity of knowing Sanford now for a little more than about four years. I uh, actually met him at uh, a con down here um, in the South, and the guy is really down to earth, and it was great to realize that uh, he actually lives in South Carolina. Um, but um, we've uh, done a, a webinar a few years ago, but especially when he launched um, uh, Root. And then I started uh, doing the work on uh, Portsmouth Aeroship and us seeing each other at cons and everything. I said, man, one of the things I want to do is I'd like to just do a call with you, especially with uh, the Zoom calls and everything that's been going on here lately during the pandemic. I said, it'll be cool if uh, we had an opportunity to to have him on. So that's what's taking place this coming Saturday. Going to be revealing one of my art pieces, but the the nugget that's going to be a part of that whole experience is going to be the interview and the Zoom call with, uh, with with Sanford.
1: Great. That sounds fantastic. And
0: for those of you who don't know, Sanford Green, yeah, yeah, it does sound fantastic. And for those of you who don't know, Sanford Green is um, the artist on a comic book series that is maybe one of the most diesel punk comic book series yeah. out there, uh, a series called Bitter Root. And it's a story about the uh, Sang- Sangiri family. Am I pronouncing that right? Tony? I think so. That's close. Yeah. Sangiri family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, they are a family of monster hunters that live in Harlem oh. uh, set during 1929. Mm-hmm. And it's – It's phenomenal. And I've been a fan of Sanford Green's art for a long, long time because it's so distinct. He's one of those artists that as soon as you see that artwork, you know it's him. It's
2: like, hey, that's Sanford's work.
0: Yeah, I love that. And um, if you guys aren't reading Bitter Root, it's on, I want to say, issue eight of volume two. Mm. Just came out last week. Mm -hmm. And... um, now, do you know Tony? There was an there was a variant cover that came out on it that is an homage to Prince's Purple Rain album cover. Yes. was that Sanford's art?
2: Yes, it, I believe it was Sanford's. Uh, they okay. did about three, if not four, that were uh, nods to uh, a lot of different movies, especially um, you know a couple movies that were done by Spike Lee and things like that. So I think he did about maybe three or four covers like that.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I got the one that was a purple rain homage just so that I can frame it. It's so cool. <laughs> um Prince Prince was one of my heroes, and uh oh yeah uh just to have Diesel Punk and Prince mashed <laughs> up
2: <laughs> all in one place, yeah.
0: Actually, I think Prince may have been a secret <laughs> punk. I'm sure Michael Jackson's like full diesel, but I think Prince might have been a secret one. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Bitterroot, shit out. Um, also, another great comic series that I w- wanted to talk about real quick was Venture Man. It came out week, and it's by Matt Fraction, Harry Dawson, I did a full review on it last week on the podcast because I couldn't be together with everybody. Go watch that review and uh, go check out Adventure Man. Very, very cool. Now, I want to talk about a game that is a uh, an app on your phone, and it's called Kiss of War. And, Larry, if you can hear
1: I'm I'm sitting here. <laughs> I heard you say, Larry, if you can hear me. And yes, that was sir. the last thing I heard. <laughs> okay,
0: so Larry, have you heard, seen the ads for this app, Kiss of War?
1: No, I have not.
0: Sanford or I'm mean, Bard or or Tony, have either of you seen it?
1: I don't think I have. Uh,
0: are
3: those the ones with the uh with the uh it's nothing but advertisements featuring uh you know, hot women shooting uh, Nazis—is that the one? Yes, oh, it is. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I've I'm gonna that. bring it up on my phone because uh-huh. I went ahead and downloaded it. It was free. Um, let's see if you can see this image that pops up. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is. Look, it is true. Diesel punk. All what? of the characters look like that. It is. Made by a uh, Ukrainian developer. Oh, and, okay. <laughs> you know the Ukrainians do diesel punk better than anybody. Mm-hmm. But the entire point of this game is to collect hot women in <laughs> punk attire. Right. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. yeah.
3: At least, at least the ad didn't lie. Then.
0: At least <laughs>
1: Well, we know him to be You, good guy. You,
0: <laughs> you, you literally are fighting to take possession of these women who join your team. Uh-huh. It's very cool visually, but it is so not right. <laughs> it is so wrong from a uh, sexist perspective. And you know, I guess in Europe, in in U- the Ukraine, they probably have different ideas of what's acceptable and what's not.
1: Oh mm. uh, no! Well, obviously, the Me Too movement's never made it over there. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: Johnny will leave I you mean, unsupervised look, 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 for five ra- minutes, and you're downloading everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows what he'll that app? <laughs> You bet it. Well, <laughs> shake your phone. Look, it's a, gr- Johnny. <laughs> it, it's
0: a, it's a great looking game. It really is g- really good looking. Um, not just the women are good looking. Just the the, the terrain, the buildings, the mechanics, everything is really good looking. But it's kind of terrible misogynist plot. Um, hey, we got a comment here from James Hauser who says, "Hello, Bard."
3: Oh, hey. All right. Mr. Hauser, how's it going? Glad to see you. Yeah,
0: Thank good. you for joining us, James. Um, so I want to get to the serious topic now. And, and this is why I asked uh, Tony and Bard to be on. Um, and I'm going to get a little bit serious for a moment and, and we're going to have a discussion. Um, and I, I want to frame this in the right way. Um I've never understood racism. And, and what I mean by that is I, I just, I don't get how people have fear or hatred towards other people who don't have the same skin color. I've never understood it. I I've never gotten it. Um, I'm one of those. And I compare it to like a box of Crayola crayons, right? If, if, The only colors in your in your box of eight are all the same. It's a useless box of crayons, right? Right. Um, I want I don't, and I don't want just the eight pack. I want the hundred and twenty variety pack because I think that you know God loves variety, and God created uh, wonderful colors for us to appreciate. And I don't consider myself colorblind. I consider myself color blessed. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I just I love the variety and, and I've never understood why other people don't. that. So that's where I'm coming from. And so it's been hard for me coming from that mindset to process what we've been going through lately. And, you know, I, I, I follow people online that I, I agree with as a conservative, like, uh, Candace Owens and, uh, 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 Harris, James Harris and, uh, the Hodge twins. And, um, I love watching them and hearing them talk about, you know, th- their experiences and, and, you know, how they want to raise everyone up. And, and I, I love them uh-huh. and, and I was posting a lot of their videos, um, You know, because they were saying things that I inherently believe and know to be true. And, you know, it it was my way of supporting them as, as, you know, media personalities that I agree with and that I love. And then I created a meme because, you know, this whole color-blessed concept. And and I was thinking about Dieselpunk in particular. And how diesel punk is this really big umbrella of style and aesthetic and you know, all different kinds of things from the different eras. And in my attempt to create a meme that was non-political and was intended to be inclusive of everybody, I got a lot of hate. I posted a meme that said, Dieselpunk has no color, Diesel Punk has no age. Diesel punk has no gender. Dieselpunk has no body type. Diesel mm-hmm. punk has no political affiliation. Diesel punk has no religious affiliation. And if you think you do, think it does, you're doing it wrong. And Larry, you you lauded that. You you posted a GIF on my response of that little baby going yes, <laughs> and I posted that on a diesel punk forum. The the forum that is just labeled diesel Punk, not the plural diesel punks that we operate. Right. And I gotta tell you guys, I was I was wounded. I, I was blown away by the responses I got from people who, you know, were calling me a left wing Marxist. Um, you know, saying, oh, you just posted that to support Black Lives Matter. Okay, what if I did? What's the problem with that? Mm, And then, but this is what struck me. This is what shook me, okay? Those same people who were being so overtly racist, I mean, they were just putting it out there, started posting the same videos from people like Candace Evans or Candace Owens and James Harris and the Hodge twins that I had posted on my own profile, but they were posting them towards me saying, yeah, but what about this? What about these facts? And I was confronted and I was shook. I I was like, oh my God, this, this is what people think I'm doing when I post these on my profile. They think that I am justifying racism with facts and statistics. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. And so, because it it read to me like these racists were doing that. And so I went back and I deleted all of that stuff off my profile because I don't wanna give that appearance. I don't want that to be what people think. And and so, I, but it shook me because I realized, and I I realized that people don't believe the way that I do, but more importantly, that our genre of diesel punk is still filled with racism. And that really hurts me, guys. Um, You know, I really thought we were, I don't know, better than that. I thought eight years ago, Larry, when we had talked about how there's no room in diesel punk for Nazi fetishes, mm-hmm. and when we talked about um, you know, our response to white supremacy a couple of years ago, I really thought that we as a genre and a community were past this. Mm. But my eyes were really... Awakened and and it and it shook me and um, I realized that there's really I think three kinds of racism and I'll let you guys talk after I finish um, the racism of hatred and fear mm-hmm. uh, the racism of low expectations or what I call pity uh, and then the racism of no empathy mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I was coming from. I was like, well, racism can't exist because what about this? And when I was thrown back at me, I realized how wrong I kind of was, how how wrong I was. And, And that's kind of where I come to this program tonight and, you know, ask you guys, you, Bard and Tony, where are we? What do we do? How do we? How do we fix this? Not just in our community, in because it exists in all fandoms I've discovered. Mm. But how do we? How do we fix this and move past this? Because I hate where we are right now.
2: What was that last thing that you said? You.
3: Yeah, I kind of lost you on the last on the last, last we got,
0: part. I, well, I I hate where we are right now.
3: Okay. okay. All right. Well, the, you know that's that's.
0: I I said I hate where we are right now.
3: Yeah.
0: How yeah. do we move past it?
3: Uh, I would say that that's a that's a very broad. Um, question for Mm -hmm. simply because of the fact that you know like you said earlier it's something that permeates you know uh fandom everywhere Mm -hmm. you know i mean and uh you know whether it's uh racial political whatever you know i mean there's it's like instantly the moment somebody raises one thing you know then it becomes an instant split you know uh i mean you could look at uh you know like growing up, I've been a Star Wars fan, you know, like all my life and, you know, and then uh, with the new movies, you just never, just never thought that it would become so divisive as it's become. I mean, I mean, really just rancid, hate-filled messages being flung back and forth over, Mm -hmm. over something that, you know, was originally created to bring people together. You know, I mean, I mean, that's what fandom is. Fandom is bringing people together of, all walks you know Mm -hmm. i mean that's what that's what uh brings you together is your love of you know whatever it is that you're a fan of you know you know that's what brings you together that's what gives you uh a connection with somebody that's in nebraska you know or in china you know or Mm -hmm. wherever somebody's at you know now you got something in common with this person you both love a certain thing and And it's great. It's cool. Or at least that's that's how it's 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 supposed supposed to be. be. Yeah. You know, so but unfortunately, the fact of the matter is that, uh, you know, there's going to be. There's going to be trolling. Trolling is everywhere, you know, um, but even worse than that are, you know, are just, you know, hardcore, uh, you know, racist people, you know, who who bring in their uh, their beliefs or uh, their prejudices you know into their fandom you know and you know i don't know what exactly could be done other than uh you know just um moderation you know as far as uh as far as whatever the uh, fandom um avenue is you know i mean it really takes moderators that care you know and and then you got to have people that you know have the time to be able to moderate these forms uh or uh uh, chat rooms or, or just whatever it is, the, uh, uh, podcast or, or just, you know, just whatever it is that's, uh, carrying the message, you know, if it's not, uh, moderated by people that, that have the time and the ability to, uh, you know, check into these things, then, you know, you allow this to kind of flourish.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. And, um, especially these past, past, few weeks, the thing that I've seen that has, um, hurt me the most and the flip side had encouraged me the most is the thing that I saw that kind of hurt the most was, um, the lack of empathy. And I was seeing it from people that, um, really for me, knowing a few of them, um, i, I worked with them i've actually gone to church with some of them and i you know interact with them um in one space where we you know we're, we're, we link arms on the thing that we have in common but then these individual issues that tie to race came came up and what hurt me was i think the 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 challenge of us having these platforms where we can get right in front of uh, a computer cell phone especially cell phone now And we can post something and it goes out to the entire world. And um, people not pausing, even though you've got a mic and you can get on the mic and say anything and the world hears it and the world uh, replicates it over and over and over again. Some of the people that I thought were, you know, were thinking differently. They had uh, they had their take on the whole Aunt Jemima thing and they were posting some things that I saw as hurtful as far as just that stereotype. And they were posting it and sharing what they thought and how they felt that I shouldn't feel a certain way. And I got to a point where I just casually asked one of them, hey, before you posted what your, what your thoughts are on that, did you ask any of your African-American friends how they felt about it before you shared with the entire world? how you felt about it. And that person honestly said, I didn't. And the flip side of that is what encouraged me the most these past couple weeks, is doing exactly what, what you're doing tonight, Johnny, is saying, you know what, let me get some folks together and let me ask them what they think and what they feel. Listening more, more so than taking a mic and speaking about something that you have little or no experience within um, is the thing that I saw that had been harmful if they didn't do it, but helpful if they did do it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. Larry, what what are your thoughts? What, what are your questions for Bard and, and Tony?
1: Um. well, I think some of what we're seeing in diesel punk is indicative of a larger problem. I mean, diesel punk doesn't exist in a vacuum, okay? Racism can be, is found in, well, all aspects of American society. American society. Um, my opinion, and I've seen others say the same thing, goes all the way back uh, to you know, before it's founding, racism was built into so we're we're struggling against that now. Um I guess Tony made a comment something about listening more. You know, I'm bad about giving my opinion up front. Say, hey, here's my thoughts. Right? <laughs> you know that. You're laughing. <laughs> no you, kidding. Know I'm <laughs> right. you know that you know that you're joking um, larry right and that's something i need to step back and listen and we know listening is listening not just hearing the words right and um and i mean sometimes hearing uncomfortable truths um On questions to ask, these two gentlemen, I'm not quite sure I, get, I feel or if there is a path right now uh, forwards for us. Is there anything you think we need to be exploring? I think Johnny's made a good step here. Yes okay, yeah, I, I echo everybody here that Johnny made a good step um, and listening as I just said was is important, but I think it seems like there has to be some type of act mm.
2: I, I saw Johnny's heart when because I saw the post I saw, I saw the meme when you originally uh posted the meme. and I started reading the meme and first of all, me knowing you and really just taking in what the words were. Uh, you know i I got where you were going with that mm-hmm. um I did see like a couple things I did kind of question and not question in a bad way, but um i've start i've learned over the years that instead of being living in a colorblind world uh like you like you mentioned uh, earlier about you know loving the 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 um the flavor that different colors bring, and that's kind of been my um piece that I try to bring to the diesel punk table where, yes, here's my little slice of this world that I enjoy. And Hey, by the way, let me share some images of some people that maybe we have not all seen in historic photos and add that extra slice. And I've been doing it now for going on about three years. And I was pleasantly surprised to see that uh, where I have a majority non um, non-minority audience, that at least what I've seen on the surface, most of the folks that have been taking in my content have enjoyed the flavor that's been in there. Uh, I try to give more of a spotlight to uh, African-Americans from World War II and women from that era. And so far, that's been well-received. And honestly, I haven't seen you know any hiccups that I kind of was like prepared for and I think if we continue to go down that type of road and just look at the things that we have in common and that's actually, you know, see the things that, um, again, like seasoning, just kind of make it even that much more flavorful, just keep going down that road. But I like the fact that you did t- try to take some type of action where you said, you know what, for the record, let me just say why we enjoy what we enjoy with all this other craziness that's going on. I, 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 I love that but i think the best thing that you've done is what you're doing tonight let's say let's let's listen let's let's hear and let's see what's going on
3: yeah yeah you know i uh definitely second second what yeah. uh tony just said yeah. you know you well know that,
1: and you know that lord you was you were saying something
3: yeah 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 I, hold on yeah yeah we got our wires crossed for a second mm-hmm. but yeah i was saying is that uh you know, uh, yeah. I second what uh, Tony just said. Go ahead,
0: Bard. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, because the fact that you know, uh, there's a there's opportunity, you know, for um, artists. Uh, whether you're, uh, you know, a writer, whether you're a video game creator, whether you're, um, a, you know, a um, or just art. Period. You know that you're bringing to the table to just, you know, uh, have that offering as a representation of yourself, you know, and just, you know, spread the love in that way. You know I mean? I mean, it's, it's really so much less complicated than what people make it. You know, I think that, I think that people tend to overcomplicate things because of, uh, whether it's, uh, outrage culture, whether it's, uh, you know, must get my point across type of uh, situations, which seems to flare up so much. But, you know, I mean, it's 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 so uncomplicated that it's almost funny sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, let's just let's just, you know, ease back and enjoy the things that we actually have in common, you know, while at the same time not allowing room for uh, bigotry. You know, Uh, I I think that uh, every everybody that's involved in fandom should have that zero tolerance for bigotry, Mm -hmm. you know, and and not allow that to take over your uh, fandom, you know, whether it's diesel punk, whether it's uh, sci fi, whether it's just whatever it is that you're into, you know, you know, don't let that divide your fandom, you know, Uh, you know, because you 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 see these things, people jumping on sides and you know just becoming viciously yeah um divided you know when you know i mean it's just just not really necessary you know i mean it's not necessary at all and like i said you know uh you know people i think that uh it kind of uh unfortunately falls back on uh on uh you know uh uh, moderators, uh, people that uh, run the forums. You know, I mean, it's, it's unfair a lot of times because it's, it's so hard to uh, keep track of these things. You know, I mean, everybody's, most people are doing this in their spare time. You know, mm-hmm. you can't, uh, can't expect them to invest everything into trying to weed the stuff out. But, you know, uh, I just think that, you know, everybody as a part of the community can step up also, you know, and uh, have that uh, zero tolerance for bigotry and just let the love of the fandom uh, you know, be the uh, main thing. You know, this whole
2: thing reminds me See, of... Oh, go ahead, and, go ahead, and
0: here's here's what I'm going to talk... Of. Well, okay. So here's something... I'm not going to put this comment on the screen. Thank you. Because we've got a guy, David Gessel, who just said something Horrendous, horrendously racist, David. You don't. There's no place for that in this discussion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm so frustrated right now. Um, I, I, I just, I don't get it. I, I, I really, really don't get it, guys. I really don't. It's. it's um, you go, go what, ahead, Tony. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Two
2: things that I've seen. Um, you know with, I mean, when you're dealing with people and one thing that was interesting, New Year's Eve last year, you know, I was I was at, you know, you see different celebrations and everybody was talking about 2020 is the year of vision, the year that we're going to see. And I'd say that this has been a year that we have seen a lot of things that, you know, people didn't expect it to see it this way, but whatever has been in that human heart of a person, we have, we've seen it and instances like we've been seeing that's been going on in the world around us have put the spotlight on folks that has already had that within their heart and they let it out. Now, again, I've, I've, I've experienced and seen from at least from a distance, the people that, that just are mean. And then I've seen the folks that just had a lack of understanding and a lack of self-control to uh, speak before they found, uh, tried to get some information. Um, and that's, and that's where, you know, Johnny, I wouldn't get frustrated um, when you see just mean folks just saying what they're going to say, because they, they just tell the truth of who they are. But the folks that um, maybe have a lack of understanding, what that reminds me of, and even for myself, I believe anybody that's been, that has been married or is married. If you know that you are in a relationship (laughs) with someone that comes from a different world than yourself, and now you are working together, living together, you have to have a lifestyle of pausing before you say the first thing that comes to mind and also trying to get a better understanding of, well, now, what, what is their experience and why are they feeling the way that they're feeling And before I just say the first thing that comes out of my mouth, why don't I try to have a discussion to find out, well, I'm not going to say you shouldn't feel the way that you feel. I think, um, can you tell me why you feel that way? And us married folks, we do that every day. Now, we as a nation have these different cultures that have been married together. And if all of us have that same type of practice, I believe one of the reasons why God has created marriage is for us to have that that running example day by day, because we've got to practice it, especially in a season like this.
0: Yeah. And David Gessel has just been banned from our page, just by the way. Um, I hope you guys didn't see what he posted. It was completely inappropriate, but uh, I, you know, I I appreciate your spirit, Tony. I really do. And, you know, it, it, it came it really did smack me in the face that you know, although I think I understand the facts in America, it it really came it, it, it really hit home that I really don't understand the experience mm-hmm. that my my brothers and sisters you know, grew up experiencing. You know, just because something is factually true doesn't mean that it lines up with experience. And it does, and that's the place I had to get past, right? And and like you said, Tony, I had to get to the place where I had to realize I was showing a lack of empathy, even though I I you man um hmm. you're my you know and and that's how i feel but um i i had to get to a point where i realized that i needed to listen more does that make sense
1: yeah yeah definitely nice. mm-hmm. yeah go ahead no i i think the uh issue of listening we've got delays exactly, again that's okay. Yeah. Is exact I mean Tony brought it up and I think that I I think that's where America is is right now um is is listening. And like I said, really listening. Uh not just hearing the words, you know, but he who has ears hear. You know so there's really listing.
2: I've had to personally apply a lot of self-control of not posting what I thought I should post, mm-hmm. and not, especially been responses, um, and you know, not anything that I would consider mean-spirited, but just to kind of, you know, jump in and and engage. But I really had to. There's been a lot of self-restraint because. <sighs> I was thinking, am I am I adding more fuel to this? Is this actually going to be part of the solution? Mm-hmm. And those one or two instances where I did believe that, you know what, let me just share this and share it. And it had been after maybe two or three days of thinking some, some <laughs> stuff through mm-hmm. before I actually shared anything. And, you know, all of us, we're communicators. And it's hard when we've got Something right here that all we have to do is just start go, and uh-huh. for us to say uh, nope, and I had to set that thing down. But that was the right thing to do, and it goes against our nature. But that's where we have to go go above what feels the natural thing to do, and it's and it's hard, but you got to do it right. if you want if
3: you want change. Right, right, yeah, and uh, you know that's something that I think uh, a lot of people you know, have to, uh, think about, you know, is that, you know, you, we get passionate about something and, uh, you know, the first thing that you want to do is, you know, shout it out, shout it out at the top of your lungs, you know, you know, you're offended or you're enraged or, uh, you know, you don't understand why this is such a big deal, you know, no matter what it is, you know, it's just a culture, to just let that go, you know, just, 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 just let that fly, you know, and the thing about that is that, you know, those those things are forever, you know, I mean, in the, in the digital age, those things are forever, you know, so you can't unsay something that you said, you know, because, you know, one screenshot and then boom, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's out there, you know, Uh, and I've been in the same situation as you, Tony, where, you know, you want to, you know, I've wanted to a statement here and there then thought about it because it's like is this gonna be some some uh something that's gonna just flare out of control you know i mean are these the right words for what i want to express you know um situations like that but you know it kind of goes to what you were saying um uh a little while ago about empathy you know you know the whole thing about you know like from a writer's point of view you know uh you know you, you you spend a lot of time putting yourself in other people's shoes, you know, because you're writing from the from the perspective of other people, you know, but the thing about empathy is that, you know, you have to realize is that, you know, when you get stopped by a policeman, your experience might not be the same way, or, you know, feeling the same things as if I get stopped by a policeman, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't realize is that i told someone that it's like uh i grew up in california you know and every single time that there was an earthquake mm-hmm. the first thing that goes through your mind is so oh, is this is this is this the big one the big one you know it never is i mean it never was you know i mean but you know as soon as you feel those tremors because of that that's all they talk about is you know this could be the big one you know that one that breaks everything that shatters buildings and all that you know well that's what that's what getting pulled over as a black man in America is. Yeah. You know, even though you don't expect something to go, uh, you know, completely um, out of place, when that happens and those lights are on you, you can't help but think is this the one? Is this that one mm-hmm. police officer? You know, is this that one guy, you know, that's going to, uh, ch- you know, turn the uh, situation into something ugly and violent? you know, like it's never happened to me, you know, but, you know, I've been pulled over, you know, a number of times and that's going to be that thought though. Mm -hmm. So, you know, unless you're able to empathize, you might not ever realize that, you know, the fact of the matter that some person's experience is going to be completely different from yours because of circumstances being the way they are, you know, and, you know, I mean, if, if, if more people you know, uh, empathized with uh, situations, then you would avoid some of these misunderstandings, I think.
2: I've had to share with folks that that Um, conversation is taking. Oh, go ahead, Johnny.
0: No, go, 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 go.
2: I've had to share with with folks that, you know, that conversation, Bart, as you were mentioning, uh, now that I've got daughters that drive and I had to have the talk with them to let them know if you get pulled over, and even if you are in the right, then you comply and we will deal with the justice of it afterwards, after you're safe and sound at home. And I had to emphasize that and just having that stark fear that hope hopefully that they will comply with that, because yes, I can I can control myself, but now that you know everybody That's on this, that's listening to this, probably that has adult driving kids has that fear of you want to make sure that they are driving safely. But then there's some of us that have that added level of now, if they get pulled over, what is going to happen? And are they prepared for that? And are they going to come home even if they did not have an accident? And that is part of the experience. And I have, again, at least once or twice these past couple of weeks, I've had some folks that actually have come to me and said, Share with me is all this that I'm hearing about police pulling folks over and you having a fear of that, is that really your reality? And I had to share with them part of my world that they had no clue. But I really appreciate that they took the time, close the door and say, Tony, fill me in.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I was, Tony. Uh you know, that's where I was. You know, the, I, I heard someone express that, you know, if you, you know, me as a white guy, if I get pulled over by a cop, I, I it might be unpleasant, but you know, I, if, if, if I, if I heard a black man say, but if, if I get pulled over by a cop, be the day that I don't come home. And I, I had never heard it put that way before. And it, it, such an eye-opening thing. And then, I, did you guys hear or see my video? Uh, what happened yesterday? Um, I, uh, I was driving home from Father's Day, and um, a young uh, mm. a young blacker had been pulled over that. outside my neighborhood by seven seven police cars. I
3: saw
0: seven, that. and I I started filming because you know i I heard those words in my mind, and I was like, you know the that is an excessive use of force. seven guys. And I was just like, at that moment i was I was hearing your words, Tony, that one of those guys may just be the one, you know and and yeah, you know, I was just thinking, man, how tone deaf is this police department? Have they not been paying attention? Have they not been listening over the last three weeks? And and you know it just it, it enraged me. It made my blood boil. And um, you know, th- thankfully, I, I filmed until that kid got uh, to where he needed to be safely. But golly, you know, it, it just it amazed me that people still are not hearing and seeing. And understanding what's going on. That there's still this lack of empathy. And that's that's kind of kind of be my mantra, you know, from going forward is you know, look, listen, hear, feel, understand.
2: I, I love the fact that uh, and I'm gonna hush after this because I you know, I've been talking a lot, but one of the things just to kind of seal this seal this up, at least for me, is when all of this craziness goes on, and when we're seeing it over and over in the news and just the discussions that we're having, even offline, I think the role of the groups that we're a part of, and you know, these genres that we love, and you know all of this is an escape from all of this because, yeah, you know, I'll watch the news and I'll catch up and see what's going on, But then I've got to you know what? I don't wanna hear anything else about this right now. Let me go into my safe place where everything that we're talking about is flying tanks and you know ships and that are flying out and stuff that's taking place in the past, but it's not supposed, let's enjoy that and shut out all of that other confusion. We'll come back to that because it'll be there, but at least you folks that are the ones that are moderating all of this and keeping that safe place it actually is for a reason and on purpose, because we all have to have that escapism. And if we all from no matter where we come from, the backgrounds, if we feel like that we can come together and, you know, discuss all this stuff in a positive way, it's the escape from all the craziness.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I have a question for both Uh, Bard and Tony and and Larry, you can pipe in if you'd like, you know, one of the things that has um, been presented to me is a, you know, as you called it, Larry, a what about ism, you know, someone in defense of their racism in a diesel punk forum said, well, you guys are celebrating an era in history that had segregation and Jim Crow laws. And what about that? Huh? 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 And, you know, my take has always been that we don't, as diesel punks, ignore that history. We don't maybe gloss over it. Uh, We try to create a history where maybe it didn't exist in my world, in the decoverse. Mm. That stuff never happened. Um... But what's your response to those people who say, oh, you guys are in this genre that, you know, glamorizes Nazis, had Jim Crow and had segregation. How, wh- how do you respond to those people in, in terms of how it um, informs your creative work or your love for this era and genre?
3: Uh, I'd say that uh, you can take any time in history, no matter f- how far you go back and no matter how far you uh, come up and uh, find uh, terrible things, terrible mm-hmm. things uh, that exist in any, any part of history. So I don't think that to be a fandom of a certain period of time glosses over any of the wrong things that were happening in there. You know, I mean, it's your role as uh, as a creator to explore what other whatever elements that you want you know and uh, whether it's to bring enlightenment to um, certain certain um, injustices or whether it's just to tell a rip-roaring adventure uh, Indiana Jones style mm-hmm. uh, tale, if that's what you want to do you know I'm, I don't the whole thing about criticizing um, um, artists for either focusing or not focusing on certain things to me is, is kind of pointless, you know, because if somebody wants to explore a certain period of time and uh, tell a, tell a good yarn, you know, mm-hmm. tell a good story, you know, to me, it's all about the, it's all about the, the story. It's all about what you're trying to focus on, you know, and um, somebody else, might explore that same exact era of time and then focus on something that's completely away from that you know, yeah. someone might be exploring um, you know uh, the uh, racial elements of that time period, and that's mm-hmm. fantastic also you know the thing about it is that you can have the the best of uh, both worlds you know mm-hmm. you know without um, without having to uh you know quibble about the the different things. Uh, I see a comment here from Ken Pelham. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I've been hearing more about Afrofuturism as an artistic movement. Is that a direction that you're thinking of? Uh, Definitely. Definitely. Uh, You know, uh, that's that's uh, becoming another growing uh, genre that, you know, that's been expanding pretty rapidly uh, that I've noticed anyway. Like Mm. in uh, probably about the about the last uh, five, six years, you know. And, you know, the the uh, thing about it is that, you know, for myself um i kind of blend genres anyway you know you know like uh the uh troubleshooter it's diesel punk it's sci-fi it's cyberpunk it's it's a lot of different things you know and it brings a lot of different elements into uh uh, creating the world so you know uh i don't think that i'll ever try to create something that's specifically for one genre Mm -hmm but uh, I definitely love to uh, um, include um, and kind of uh, remix, kind of remix uh, certain elements, you know, and, uh, you know, create a blend, you know, kind of a cocktail of uh, different genres. Cause uh, mm-hmm. I, just, I just love that aspect of, uh, of a world building, you know, and uh, shout out to all the artists, all the um, artists that I see on um, ArtStation and um, um, DeviantArt, yeah. And many other places where they're just and uh, uh, Tony, Tony also, you know, uh, that's uh, just building these these great visual worlds. You know, I mean, it's just Thank you. it brings so much inspiration to me, you know, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I can I can sketch out a little a little <laughs> a little uh, drawn on a, you know, yeah. on a scrap of paper or whatever. But, you know, as far as being able to uh, create these visual uh uh, images, man. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's really amazing. It's really, um, inspirational and, you know, I mean, it just like lightning, lightning to me, you know, I see these images. I'm like, Oh man, that's amazing. You know, and it really helps to me to, uh, you know, I've got the, um, Pinterest page where, you know, I basically set up mood boards, you know, Mm -hmm. and just kind of use those, uh, you know, uh, to kind of just create that, that mindset of, uh, of uh, inspiration, you know, visual images, just just, just do that, you know, and, uh, you know, I really appreciate all the artists that have um, contributed to the uh, movement, uh, to to the uh, world building, you know, I mean, it's just amazing. John, I
2: was gonna say, I, I think you're a fan of uh, the show is not on anymore, but Timeless. You remember that show? and uh that was a show that love yeah. love timeless and uh, of the three main characters you know one was african american and these were time travelers and uh, you know truly they they if they go back in time it's not necessarily going to be the same experience for the african american guy and he mentions that and so that was the interesting thing about that show that they didn't act like it wasn't going to happen. And he didn't stay at the time machine and kept the engine running until, you know, the white folks came back, but they actually wove that, I think, you know, in a, you know, well done way within, uh, within the stories. And uh, it was interesting to see how they were going to navigate through that. And I think, yes. I think they really did it well. And um, it's not, I don't think it would be, an easy feat for you know for a storyteller that's going to going to going to do that. So, um, you know, but seeing examples like that where it is what it was what it was, and you've got one of your main characters that's going back to that era and is like, oh, well, how's he going to address it? And he actually says something about it. I thought that was that was really uh, well done. Yeah.
1: yeah uh, that that's a very good. Yeah, example. Larry. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, when we talk about <laughs> it's, it's so out of sync. Um, OK, if I want to just kind of, you know, get away from the news, I might watch, you know, Indiana Jones or maybe really optimistic diesel punk Sky Captain. You know, which I always kind of call the Star Trek of uh, <laughs> Diesel Punk because <laughs> you know it's so optimistic and bubbly and happy. Um, but you know, then there's the you know where they explicitly address race, like oh brother, where art thou? Uh-huh. You know, where it's explicitly addressed, done as a sense of humor, uh-huh. but they definitely address it head on, mm-hmm. and then most recently. Uh, from the uh, Hispanic experience, City of Angels.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Which is all about the Hispanic experience in LA. What a great show! I, oh, yeah, so it's extraordinary, um, and at times hard to watch. At times hard to watch. Um, but so yeah, I think there's a need for both. There's a need. Dieselpunk, you said it really well, John. It doesn't flinch from the past. Okay? If anything, it faces it head-on with programs like this uh, that I mentioned. Uh, the, the two. Mm-hmm. Just to mention two. And you mentioned, Tony, Timeless. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it acknowledges and says, you know, there's a time to, you know, exhale. And um, relax. So, in answer to the people, well, how can you? Bard said it correctly. You're going to find racism not just in that era, uh, 50s, the 60s, we I mean, race I'm, all the way up to today. Okay. So, it's not unique to that era. Yeah, there was atrocious, horrible racism. But, um, no, Johnny, your mouth is just going, <laughs> yeah. I see him over there.
0: <laughs> I had you on mute, I had my mic muted, I didn't know it. Oh, okay.
1: god, <laughs> Your mouth is, just... mm-hmm.
0: it's okay. I was agreeing with you, Larry. It's okay, um, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we're uh, hitting an hour here. I like to keep this about an hour for each show. So, uh, I, I really, really, really—I I can't tell you how much uh, I appreciate you guys um, as as creators, as humans, as brothers, and how much I really appreciate you being on the show and just being open and and having an open heart. Um, I think that's where we go forward, right? We we've got to change one heart at a time and we've got to encourage people to have not just open minds, but open hearts. Right. Uh Um, And I appreciate you guys for that. And for that perspective, Um, before we go, I want you guys to uh, tell people where they can find your work and, um, how they can uh, support you as artists.
3: Okay. Um, uh, I just wanted to uh, say this this last thing too, is that, you know, just kind of wrapping up the whole thought process here is that uh, when it comes to fandom, you know, diesel punk fandom or any other kind of fandom, all it takes is one person to ruin things, right? Mm -hmm. You know, all it takes is one person to uh, bring something into it and just come and then crash and burn the whole uh, mood, you know. And so as you as you're uh, approaching these things, all you have to do is just not be that one person, mm-hmm. you know. Just don't be that guy, you know. And I think that uh, that that will help improve things a lot better. Um, uh, my name's on the screen, Bard Constantine. Uh, you can find my work at uh, the website bardwritesbooks.com. dot com, and uh, that's where that's where I've got everything. I've got the Troubleshooter novels. The, uh, you can jump to that link. Uh, there's also another um, diesel punk um, themed book called Silent Empire, which um, is something that uh, was inspired from the art the art of Stefan, who's oh, yeah. done a number of. Uh, of um of diesel punk themed um you know um, art pieces which anybody that that's that knows diesel punk knows his work you know and um uh, he created a uh, series of works called Silent Empire that inspired me to actually write a story to kind of uh, go along with those themes so um, that very all. cool yeah yeah so that kind of uh, that falls definitely into um, um diesel punk uh, writing. And then um, everything else is there too. So it's barredwrightsbooks.com and uh, you can find everything there. So, so. awesome.
2: Tony? Hey guys, you, well, you can find me and uh, my work and my world uh, on Facebook at um, aero Yard. I tried to simplify it to make it easier for folks to find. Or if you're searching through Facebook, if you just search for Tony Snipes, then you'll, you'll find me there. And we're, we're hanging out at the Portsmouth Aeroship Building Company. Just uh, trying to keep them flying while this stuff is going on, keeping them flying. But love for everybody, if you could, this coming Saturday, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time, we're going to have, like I mentioned before, um, uh, a reveal of some of my artwork that I've got uh, that we're working on. And you'll have an opportunity to purchase prints. Uh, half of the proceeds of those uh, purchases are going to go to a uh, local maker that has been making face masks. Uh, for folks in the healthcare industry. So uh, we're we're doing that to just try to kind of help that cause that's going on. But all of that will take place 11 a.m. Eastern Time this coming Saturday on the all Facebook right. page.
1: All right. Cool. It's
0: awesome, man. Awesome. And you said that uh, you know, you're, way break. you're was, breaking up. Uh, a ship building yard.
2: Yes, it is um, it is Aero Shipyard. A-E-R-O Shipyard.
0: That Was that website uh ship on building Facebook, Yard? On, on
2: Facebook. Aero, Aero Shipyard on Facebook.
0: Hmm. I'm going to put a link here for everybody. Awesome.
2: Cool. Thank you.
0: Oh, it's on Facebook. Okay.
2: Yes, yeah, on Facebook.
0: Yeah. All right. So, everybody, go check out Bard's work and uh, Tony's work. Support them. They are doing awesome, awesome stuff. They, their work, and uh, love them as as human beings and fellow sojourners on this journey. Larry, you got any uh, last words before we say goodnight?
1: Well, um, one thing has come to mind, uh, your post, the the meme that you put up, Johnny, kind of reminded me of what Gene Roddenberry said about Star Trek. I'm an old Trekkie. <laughs> and he said, and I had to look it up to I get his words right, that Star Trek was an attempt to say that humanity will reach maturity and wisdom on the day that it begins not just to tolerate, but to take a special delight in differences in ideas and differences in life forms and when you said we're color blessed
2: yes that's what you that's what you said color blessed i like that
1: yeah i do too tony yeah I'm, not color blind,
2: but color blessed I there like you that. go
1: i love that because that captures really what uh roddenberry was saying and roddenberry wanted to show on the bridge of the enterprise was that diversity color blessed I love it, and that one's gonna, that one's gonna, that one's gonna stick with me. That's good, and that's what I have to say tonight.
3: All right.
0: Well, thank you everybody for joining us, and everyone who's watching, thank you for uh, watching, thank you for commenting. Uh, share this with your friends, and uh, continue to comment. We'll uh, continue to answer comments uh, in. You know, text form. Um, You will be able to download audio of this tomorrow on uh, iTunes and Spotify. So uh, if you want to listen in your car, uh, it will be on the next episode of the Diesel Punk podcast. And of course, you can watch uh, over and over. Uh, thank you guys once again for being with us. I love you guys, and until the next time, we'll yeah,
1: flip side.
2: I appreciate it, John. Thank you.
1: Thank you for being with us. Appreciate yeah. it, both of you, gentlemen. Oh, I keep yeah. here podcasts, and it's
0: not anything. It's stuck here. <laughs>